Hey there, motorsports fans, and welcome to the NRL show. Your host, Lainey, here. Before we head into the show, we wanted to pay a tribute and respects to a legend of the game. The South Sydney Club, Rugby League community and fans have been in mourning following the sad news of the passing of father, prop forward, South Sydney Foundation Club great player and gentleman, John Satzler. Sattler played in the 1960s and 1970s and was a rugged prop forward who captained his club, South Sydney, to four premiership victories from 1967 to 1971, with a total of 195 appearances for the club, and he played four tests for Australia, with three as the national captain. He is mostly remembered for the 1970 grand final, in which the Rabbits faced off against Manly, and he suffered a double fracture of his jaw minutes into the start of the grand final. Playing on with his broken jaw, Souths won the grand final 23-12, winning their 19th premiership. Sattler was carried off the field by his teammates. It's a testament to his toughness, commitment, focus, and sheer will and dedication to the game. And off the field, he was known as a true gentleman. He was touted a legend and regarded one of the South Sydney Club's foundation players and thought to have embodied the true spirit of South Sydney. From all of us here at the Mojo Sports family and the NRL show, Vale and rest in power, John Sattler, and our condolences and sympathies to his family and friends. I'm sure they're playing rugby league in heaven. Welcome to the NRL show, everyone. This week, we preview round four and reflect on what we thought were the best and worst club performances in round three. For round four, following their victory over rival the South Sydney Rabbitohs, the Sydney Roosters have a bye. We are calling this the rivalry round as there are some huge matches to look forward to. Key players are returning to reverse the fortune for some teams and a few suspensions for some clubs missing key players. Joining me on the panel this episode is Gabby, Emma and Lachlan. Let's get into it. Hello team. Round three is over. Let's reflect. What were your thoughts on the best performance from the round? Yeah, I've got Josh. Schuster for my player of the round. I think Manly against Para for round three were really strong and I think he was an absolute standout. There's been a lot of talk of him in the media being potentially one of the greatest five-eighths of all time. He's got that unique playing style and I find that combo of him and Daly Cherry Evans, it's interesting. Like it's an odd, like they're a little odd couple, but it, it works. And yeah, he was brilliant against Para. So he's my pick. Um, I think I might have to go Adam Reynolds. And just because everyone's been talking a lot about him, how he could be the best kicker of all time and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. I think that's getting a bit excited. But I think just the his ability to get the players going, like that kick just right in before halftime, they were actually not doing so great the first half. And then coming out of that to smash like however many, five, six, whatever tries, just straight away. And they were fully on fire after that. And I think it kind of shows that it comes a little bit from him as a as a leader. So all around great work. Yeah, I'm going to go with another Broncos player. I think Payne Haas through the middle really got them going forward and just tore the Dragons up, really. I think come origin time, he's going to be a big asset for New South Wales. But, yeah, he's building for a very, very nice 2023 season. Yeah, I agree. I thought Payne Haas played brilliantly. I think he ended up getting man of the match. Right, He just performed really, really well. I was pretty happy. Um, and Payne, I think, is one of those guys that 
I thought he sort of hit the ceiling of, of where he was at. But um, I think that particular game really showed that he's got he's got more to go. There's 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 a lot more untapped potential there in which he can be a very effective player on the field. So yes, fair call, Lachlan. I agree. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about worst player or worst team as well from the round? I feel like the three of you, your teams of each, just this last round not performed as you expected. I had. Storm slash Tigers written down here. Sorry, Lachlan, but that was the one of the weirdest games I've ever watched <laughs> was the West Tigers <laughs> game. It was crazy. But, yeah, all our teams, they need to really step it up. I think I actually put down my worst team was the Knights. The, the only reason I say that is just they just they're not quite getting it together. They've got a few big names there. And, of course, the Dolphins were the better side on the day. But, yeah, Knights... They're not doing it for me. And I don't know if they're wooden spoon. Yeah. Well, and, and I don't know if they're doing it for the fans as well, because they had a twenty thousand plus crowd turnout to watch them. And I just thought they disappointed. Not just me, but the fans especially. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into our previews for round four. Whoa, there's some big games coming. Big games. There's a buy for the Roosters. Lachlan and I, we were actually there at the uh, Roosters versus South game. We went on to that match last Friday evening and Lachlan was actually, I think, in honour of the um, multicultural round, was sporting a Cook Island uh, Rugby League team jersey. Not a Dolphins jersey as we perhaps thought, but the first game that's up. Um, Gabby, if you could please take us through. Um, there's a Thursday match. So following their by last round, unfortunate to have missed that intense heat over the weekend, mm. um, a very rested Panthers team will be taking on the Eels at Western Sydney Stadium. It is forecasted to rain that evening and more of that wonderful wet weather footy that you love. And I'm sure the Eels will be aiming to avoid their first 0-4 to four start to a season since 2018. It's a grand final rematch for a Thursday night. Gabby, what can we look forward to? Yes. Well, as you said, grand final rematch, that's exciting. It's a tricky one, this one. I'm still sort of unsure of who to go for here. But as you said, Lainey, the Panthers are coming fresh from the bye. Para didn't do too well against Manly last week. They were pretty hot and cold, inconsistent. Their attack's relatively good, but their defence is just pretty weak at the minute. Um, I can remember saying to my partner, who's a diehard Parramatta supporter, are para good or para bad? Like they just couldn't decide on the night. But there was some glimpses of hope in areas. But, yeah, Penrith coming off a buy will be a big asset to them. They've got a relatively unchanged team, Penrith. They've got Scott Sorensen returning from a head knock. And other than that, it's the same team that played South in round two. For Parramatta, they obviously the big one coming back is that of Ryan Madison, returns from that odd grand final suspension, which has been talked a lot about in the media this week. But other than that, Parramatta's got Jack Murchie out with a head knock. Yeah, I can't really pick them at the minute. Laney, you said it's going to be wet weather footy. Panthers don't really cope in wet weather footy, but Parra are coming off three losses. It's it's challenging. I guess the advantage that Parramatta have is that it's a home game and they've won their last two games against Penrith at home. But I think both Penrith and Parramatta are still sort of waiting for that moment where it's all going to click. Like they've lost key players across the park, both sides, and they're still adjusting. So 
I don't know. I feel like Parramatta might do it to prove a point so they're not going into their fourth loss, but Penrith would be a safe bet because they're fresh and ready to go. Yeah, I'm thinking the the same just because of that coming out of that bye. Um, they'll be fresh, ready to go. I never like to put my faith in the Eels because they always seem to let me down whenever I tip them. So this is not the week that I'm going to change that up. <laughs> I'll agree with that. I think Penrith will just be too good. Ivan Cleary will reach a career total of 400 games as an NRL coach. Um, apparently the Panthers have won six of their past eight games against the Eels. Parramatta know how to do it. That's the thing. Like they beat uh, Penrith twice last year, so they know how to do it. And if they were going to do it, it would be in this round, which would be so annoying if you backed Penrith and then they come through and get the win. But if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Parramatta, but I just don't think they will. Yep, I think so. All right. Thank you, Gabby. The next game that we've got, which is uh, on Friday evening, we have Melbourne Storm hosting the West Tigers. Both clubs are coming off a loss in the last round and by about four points. And Lachlan, we had some big hopes for the Storm and we saw some, I don't know, some fight come back from the Tigers on Sunday. What can we expect for this Friday matchup? Yeah, well, I guess the big news is Melbourne's injury crisis, which is just uh, they're going through a lot of suffering at the moment. Two losses in two weeks against Canterbury and the Gold Coast, which are two sides that aren't doing too well themselves. So I'm sure Craig Bellamy is not very happy at the moment. Uh, last week was a very fast-paced, high-scoring game in really hot conditions, which is not the type of game you want to play when you're already short on troops. So it's going to be uh, tough for Melbourne to uh, back up, I guess, and especially against a Tigers team that are very unpredictable. They showed that against Canterbury. So they're going to need it to be on their toes. But the big news for Melbourne is that Cameron Munster is back from that finger injury in round one. So he's a huge in. And Jonah Pizet will step in, and I'm sure he'll do a, a good job alongside Munster uh, in the halves. Otherwise, the Tigers, they're in dead last. They're 0-3. There's not much going right for them, apart from that little spark of hope last week with the reshuffle in the back line. So we've seen uh, those changes mirrored in this week's lineup. So Brandon Wakeham has been rewarded for his uh, little stint last week, and he's going to partner Luke Brooks in the halves with Dewey switching back to fullback uh, and Charlie Staines moving on to the wing with David North Luma dropping out of the squad, which is a big call by Tim Sheens. He's definitely one of the most experienced players on our team now. He's been with the Tigers for a long time. And Dane Laurie will, will return to the 17 in a bench spot with Joe Offerhand Gowie missing out on a spot as well, which is another big um, exclusion in the 17. Whether this is the way to go or not for the backs lineup, I'm not sure. I'm still not sold on Dewey as a fullback. Um, he had a whole season there with us in, what, 2020? And, um, yeah, he didn't, didn't show too much, to be honest. I feel like Laurie and Staines are both better options, but... Who knows? We haven't exactly been showing anything good in the past few weeks, so I guess it's worth a shot for a full 80 minutes. But, yeah, I think Melbourne will will struggle a little bit, but they should pull through and, and win by a few tries probably. I'm really sorry, Lachlan, but I know they've both not been doing well. I'm going to be really surprised if the Tigers can do it. I don't see Tigers overcoming it, but hopefully for your sake, hopefully I'm wrong. I think Melbourne could do it. I think the Tigers will give them a bit of a run to their money, though. I think that Jonah Pezzett was brilliant last week. He showed 
I know Bellamy touched on that there was a lack of care factor. I think Pezzett brought a lot of momentum that other players didn't, um, which was good for his debut especially. But, yeah, I think Melbourne, they have to. They have to redeem themselves this week. It's it's a must. I'm sorry, Lachlan. It's looking more like a storm a storm win. Yeah, thanks, Lachlan. <laughs> Appreciate it. So the next game we've got on Friday, Queensland Derby sort of weekend we've got um, the first of it. So Broncos is in first place on the ladder with Dolphins at second place. Some have touted this match, the Battle of, of Brisbane. A few people are thinking it'll be a very loud and enthusiastic crowd. And we've all been quite excited about the rise of the Dolphins and against the Broncos reminding fans that missing finals last year only fueled them on this year. So a few of us think the Broncos are looking very good this season. Emma, what can we expect from this blockbuster of a match? I'm so excited for this Battle of Brisbane in Suncorp on a Friday night. How good. Both of these teams, I love them both. Um, Broncos have always been my second team, but this year I'm like, Dolphins are really, really doing it for me. But I'm looking forward to seeing how they both go. As we know, they're both undefeated for the season. Dolphins, that's forever. This will be interesting little tiebreaker. It's also... I was looking into a bit of the, the history with um, Wayne Bennett and Kevin Walters. Wayne coached five premierships that um, Kevin Walters played in, in the Broncos between 92 and 2000, which is an amazing stat, I think. And, yeah, and then obviously, as we know, Wayne's coached the Broncos, yeah, with Kevin Walters, um, someone that he's he's coached um, to be the other, to be the Broncos coach. It's a weird, weird mix around. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to see that rivalry rivalry happen I think it's going to be an amazing game um hopefully it's a close game yeah it's really hard for me to pick either side after this both teams I think sort of have looks like easy matchups um so whoever does win could be in the run for a five five wins to start their season which will be pretty crazy just found out the news that Kafusi um has been charged so he's going to miss um four weeks um, yeah, so I'm not too sure who's going to be replacing Kafusi, but it, possibly it could be Pwasa Farmasuli. He's been named in the reserves so far, so hopefully he gets a, a run there. But um, we'll see what Bennett decides to do. Either way, whoever it is, they're going to have big shoes to fill. And I've said it before, but I think um, Kafusi's really been sort of um, the number one man for their defence, and um, I've really... Um, rated their Dolphins defense this season. Um, I thought they've been really good, but I think he is the number one man that they also all sort of feed off. So whoever is replacing him, um, they're going to need to bring a lot of energy and intensity to be able to keep up. Then we've got Cody Nakarima is going to be coming in, starting hooker to replace Kurt Donahoe, who's been switched back to the reserves. Who knows what happens now with this shuffle? Jared Wallace is back. Um, he's been named on the bench. Um, so he was just out with personal reasons. Kenny Bromwich and Connolly Lemuelu, um, they've just sort of switched around there, but they're both playing in similar positions, and they have been. Um, the Broncos pretty much unchanged. A few little minor jersey switches, but basically the same team that played last week. So I think they're in a really good position to play this week. They all know sort of what's going on. Any switches that they've made is because they've been reviewing and had a look and see what may be better or maybe they're matching up with the Dolphins on who they think is going to be playing. Yeah, I know Wayne's pretty smart with all that sort of stuff and he's probably guessing what, what Kev's going to do. 
trying to guess what each other's trying to do. I mean, I'm super excited, but I think, I don't know. I want to go Dolphins because I want to keep the streak going, but with the news with Kafusi, um, I think I'm going to have to pick Broncos. Either way, I'm going to be excited whoever wins. Yeah, I think the real winner on the um, night would be the one whoever tames the turf at Lang Park following that last round that we saw. It was a bit all over the place with slipping players. I'm inclined to also tip the Broncos for this because of Goffusi being out. I thought also um, Tessie New, Jermaine Isaako, you know, those guys, they just keep it going. Um, and I love the fact that they proved that you have to play to the final whistle, although the Broncos also showed that last week, um, playing and getting so many tries before full time. But, yeah, I'm going I'm going Broncos for this. Just hearing you talk about that game, Emma, like it's just giving me goosebumps. I'm so excited. There's so many storylines. You know, this game's been built up so much. And, you know, pre-season when I was looking at this fixture, I was a bit worried because of all the build-up and I was a bit scared that the Dolphins, you know, might not, get their things together, might not be able to be competitive and would just end up getting thrashed. But now we've got this added kind of uh, storyline, I guess, that the Dolphins are undefeated coming heading into this game. I mean, who saw that coming? So this is just such a good advertisement for rugby league and it's what what the fans in Brisbane really deserve. So I, yeah, think, Brisbane will, I think Brisbane will win, but Dolphins will put up a fight for sure. Yeah, I'm going Bronx too. I think they were lashy last week and it was a brilliant game and I just think this week it might test the Dolphins depth a little bit with Kafusi and Jeremy Marshall King still out it's just going to test what they can sort of feed up into those positions and I think what goes up must come down and I think this might be the time the Dolphins come down and the Bronx will put them to the test so yeah I'm going Broncos too. And it's Bennett what magic is he gonna bring on the day I think this is going to be um, you can't really get much emotion from him and know what's going on in his head, but I think this is an, a game that he's going to be pretty excited for, um, and he'll be he'll be pulling out all his magic. So I would not be surprised at all if they do win. I'll probably change my tip right before the game. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> when you know who's replacing Kofusi, probably. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> Thank you, Emma. We're all pretty g'd up to watch that match. Uh, the next game that we've got is on Saturday. Uh, your wonderful Cowboys are up in Townsville and they'll be taking on the Gold Coast Titans. How are the Cowboys looking against the Titans for Saturday? It's up in Townsville, so it's going to be pretty warm. Um, I would say that if being a home game, they're bound to have it, but we didn't see that last week. So we'll see how we go. Um, we are missing Ruben Cotter. He has just come up with a knee injury, I think could possibly be out for about a month, um, which means Griffin Neem is going to be switching to his place. Um, so I think this is his actually his first game where he'll be starting. Um, he's been on the bench. He was on the bench last week. So, um, yeah, it'll be exciting for him to run out on the field with them and, um, yeah, show him what he's got. Um, that's mainly our... Our main change, um, James Tamo is coming back into the interchange as well. I'm not too sure why he was dropped last week. Um, but, yeah, he'll be on the bench. So apart from that, we're pretty much unchanged from the week before. The Titans, um, I think they're unchanged as well, the same team as last week. Um, yeah, I was excited to see Isaac Sormal-Awi play last week. Tino giving him his jersey and uh, it just – 
gets the tears jerking. Um, and yeah, it was exciting to see him play. I think um, not that he played the whole game, but he, um, yeah, he made some good runs and that was pretty exciting. They could be a good duo um, once he gets a little bit more experience. I guess we'll see how we go. Um, Tom Chester, I think he's doing all right, filling in for um, Scott Drinkwater. He's just very young and um, obviously doesn't have the experience behind him that um, Drinkwater has. So they're definitely missing Drinkwater, but credit where it's due, I think he's doing really well. Also, Gemmit Shibasaki played his first game last week and he did make a lot of mistakes, but at the same time, it's his first game. And I mean, he was giving it all he had. He was, he he wanted to be in there and wanted to be a part of everything. And I think you're going to make mistakes and that's how you gain experience. I want to see what he can do this week, how how he's improved on, on last week. Um, hopefully not getting himself into any sticky situations like we saw. Jeremiah and I also was fined um, $3,000 for a dangerous contact on Tamari Martin. Boys need to clean it up a little bit there. Uh, also on the Titans, Tino and Fafita were both fined um, for shoulder charges and dangerous contacts. No one's no one was um, suspended or out from any of those games, but they all did get fined. So we'll see how if that changes anything on their game this week. I'm hoping that Cowboys get the win, but not at all confident in this game at all. So we'll see. I think I'm going to go Titans uh, purely because I feel like the Cowboys lately have just been missing the mark. Come second, uh, come like yeah, the second half of the game. Titans were really impressive against Melbourne. I know there was a few silly errors made by both teams, but they looked strong. Um, AJ Brimson, I know I said I was a fan of him previously. I think he was really good last week. Yeah, I'm going to go Titans just because Cowboys have let me down too many times, Am I just can't do it. Yeah, I, I'm a bit torn. I really don't know which way to go. It's definitely going to be an interesting one. Both teams are coming off, I guess, chaotic games, weird games. They were definitely fun games to watch, but maybe not if you're a Cowboys fan. But yeah, both, both teams will have a lot to think about coming into this game, I think. And um, I think, it would, yeah, it would just be who outlasts the other, I think, in up in Townsville, especially if it's as hot as it was last week. So I'm going for Cowboys. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. I know that Tino's really good and he often tends to get quite a lot of people follow along when he's in the mood for playing a great game. <laughs> but um, I'm going for Cowboys because I want to see them win. Right, the next matchup we've got on Saturday, South Sydney Raptors will be hosting the third-placed Manly Sea Eagles. So both teams are pretty even in their matchups with about 21 wins apiece since '98. And all the Rabbitohs have won their past six games against Manly. The last two meetings, South actually really dominated uh, with convincing margins. So South, well, forward um, Hamisele, he failed his HIA last round, so he's been ruled out and stood down as part of that HIA protocol. Uh, Shakai Mitchell suffered a foot injury, so he's out. And Tavita Totola is out nursing a knee issue. So Daniel Suluka Fifita is starting. Jacob Host, he's recovering. <laughs> he's recovered from a calf injury, so he's going to be on. And Blake Tafe uh, joins the bench um, after he was the 18th man last week. South, they started strong last round, like in the first half, but just silly, silly errors and ruck infringements, which just didn't help them. There were moments evident. I mean, like Lachlan and I were at this game, we were watching but, like, their, com- their communication's way off. I don't know if it's Campbell Graham, you know, not passing the ball to Thompson 
or getting the ball back to the middle in the closing minutes for Latrell to kick the field goal and equalise. I don't know. I guess it's easy for us up high who can see the field of play, uh, what could be obvious moves, but they just weren't doing it. And I know we've discussed for quite a while now um, how he is the key playmaker, but there's a lot that sits on Latrell Mitchell's shoulders and his boot. And from that game, I took away that he really needs to improve his kicking, um, his conversion accuracy. It's just not sitting where it should be for someone at his level. And I and I did actually wonder, is that knee injury that we heard about a few weeks ago still actually bothering him and it's just been played down? Manly are coming into this with an unchanged side after that uh, match against Eels. No surprises. Uh, I think they're pretty confident. Um, they would have been quite buoyed off that. It was close. It was only a four-point win although they made nearly as many errors as Souths did against the Roosters. So the Trebojevic duo, great form last week, Jake telling the most tackles and Tom didn't really look like his hamstring was actually bothering him and he clocked up the most run metres in a line break. So I expect those two will again be working hard and also standouts in this game. And I know Dale Cherry Evans once described him as the scariest man in rugby league, but second rower, Haumole Olakawatsu, he got in two tries and he is a defence workhorse. So he's going to be one of these guys who I think are going to be helpful in being effective in that attack. Um, we also, you know, as you touched on, um, Gabby, saw some great work and speed from Josh Schuster. Um, I saw him actually hobbling off after at full time um, after the whistle. Hopefully that doesn't bother him. I mean, like he's named to play, but, you know, it proved that he was pretty effective in his debut for the team. They're over at Stadium Australia. Now, I think I said last week Rabbitohs needed to keep a cool head and they need to do the same, I think, this round to avoid errors and bins. Manly, although they don't have the best win record at this venue, they actually are in better shape and form, I think, for this. And I think that shows in the confidence from the coach fielding the same team. Also, they have few injuries, or I think no injuries. Um, so I think Manly could upset the Souths. <sighs> You know, I said last week that Souths are going to upset Roosters, but this week I'm thinking, yeah, the ma that Manly will upset Souths with better kicking, a team that actually communicates among themselves. Um, I think perhaps Souths will throw everything at them, but Manly are too strong coming in. And I predict a win to Manly with a margin of about 10 points. Sorry, Souths fans. <laughs> um, yeah, I completely agree. Um, I'm tipping Manly and I think it'll be actually... Yeah, a couple tries um, at least, so we'll see how they go. But I think they're looking too strong. Yeah, same. I'm going to go Manly. I sort of tossed up between the two, but I think Manly coming off that win against Parramatta, um, they're really, yeah, solid in what's working for them and I think it's going to get them over the line. Can we just talk about quickly how how amazing this Manly turnaround has been? Like it was only a few months ago we were talking about you know, troubles with, you know, we had Anthony Seabold come in as coach and we had the Pride jersey stuff all of last year. And then suddenly they've just, I don't know what it is, but this year they've just, um, they're really taking their opportunities. They're, they're looking pretty strong. And um, I'm not sure if they will get the win against the Bunnies. I think Rabbitohs will have a bit of a point to prove um, after that loss to the Roosters, but it will definitely be a really close game and I think one of the best of the round, so. Good point, Lachlan. Great. Yeah, fair call. 
Okay, cool. Um, so when you say close, what sort of margin are you putting on it, Lachlan? Oh, less than a try. It would be within six. The next game that we've got coming up is the Warriors versus Bulldogs. So they had a win over the Cowboys in pretty hot conditions last round and are sitting on the fourth place on the ladder. They are back at home at my old haunt, Mount Smart Stadium, and they're hosting the Bulldogs. Lachlan, you said last week that the Warriors were going to pull an upset on the Cowboys um, and start their season well. Would you say it's the same for this? And how do you think this match is shaping up for both sides? This is a a Sunday 2pm slot for Eastern Daylight Time, which we don't usually get that time slot this early in the season. Normally it's the 4pm and the 6.15. But of course this game's over in New Zealand. It means we have got this uh, earlier Sunday game. Also quite a triple header of Sunday games, bit of a rescheduled round. Yeah, the Warriors coming off a huge win against the Cowboys up in Townsville, um, really on the Cowboys kind of um, playing conditions, I guess, in that heat up there. Um, and really they've got a lot of things going for them. They've got two wins under their belt. Uh, they've got their fullback, Chance Nickel Klukstar back. They've got Jackson Ford back. Um, they've got a few little issues with injury. We've got Wade Egan and um, Mitchell Barnett out with respective injuries, but Freddie Lussick will come in at hooker. He's a more than capable replacement for the Warriors. Uh, now the Bulldogs, they're, they're a bit of an interesting case at the moment. They're also got two wins out of their first three matches. So on paper, I think that's a very good start for them, especially with that win over Melbourne. But I think there were some concerning signs towards the back end against the Tigers. They had that game under wraps. They were comfortable. They should have been cruising to a win. And you just, you can't do that at NRL level, let a team get back into a game like that um, when you have such a pronounced lead, especially at home. So I think that game management side really needs to be looked at from the Bulldogs perspective. Um, they're going with the same 17 as last week. Still got their star forward, uh, Pangai Jr., sitting out. Uh, he'll still be a few weeks, I think. I think the Warriors will win. I think they've got a lot of momentum at the moment, especially they're going to be playing at home um, in Auckland. I think it's the first time they're in Auckland this year because Warriors should beat the Bulldogs. They've just got a bit too much momentum behind them at the moment. And I think the Bulldogs will just be a little bit, um, I guess, cautious after the way they ended that game last week. Yeah, look, my family and I are pretty excited about the Warriors. Um, I'm keen to see the Warriors play their best footy this season. And I think because they're playing at home, I think they're going to have the whole Ainga, the Fano. everyone's going to turn out to cheer them on. So, yeah, I'm all for Warriors um, in this round. Yeah, me too. I'm going to go the Warriors. Lachlan, you convinced me just making that comment on how the Bulldogs sort of just let that Second half against the Tigers get away from them, and I think that's just a little bit, yeah, sloppy on their half. I think they just need to tighten up a few things, and the Warriors were far more resilient against the Cowboys, and, yeah, they're real powerful. I think they're going to have a great game at home. It'll be exciting. Yep, so Warriors for me. Yeah, I agree. I've got to go the Warriors as well. Um, I know they've both had two from three wins, but the the matchups, I mean, the Bulldogs won against the Storm, who have not been going great. Yes, it's the Storm, but, yeah, I think the games that they have won is kind of just, like, sneaky ones that would be pretty disappointing if they didn't win. So, um, yeah, I think the Warriors are looking a lot better, um, even if the paper kind of doesn't look too much different. Um, and I think statistically, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but um, I'm pretty sure the Warriors have won their last three games against the Bulldogs. As far as I know, but I might be wrong. 
but yeah, Sam Gun Warriors. I think Andrew Rebs is happy with how they're doing. Um, you just sort of notice little things like body language um, when you see them training and leading into the stadium. They look confident. They've, they've got quite a bounce in their step, and I think it's starting to show on the field. So whatever's happening in the locker rooms and off the field is, is working for them. Thanks, Lachlan. Uh, the game that we've got on Sunday following that is the Newcastle Knights taking on the Canberra Raiders in Newcastle on a Sunday afternoon. The Knights, they've only won one of their past 12 games at home, so they are definitely feeling the pressure to have to win and try and shake whatever hoodoo that they've got hanging over their heads. So for the Knights, uh, they've got a growing injury list, but uh, they've had a lot of um, shifts and uh, a few people coming back. So Daniel Safidi's been named. Um, he had a shoulder injury last week. Jack Johns returns from an ankle injury that had been plaguing him. Jaden Braley returns after a head knock. And Leo Leo Thompson moves to um, prop. Jack Hetherington's on the bench. And Kurt Mann actually returns from a... Uh, shoulder injury that following his debut last week Dylan Lucas is the 18th man Dominic Young is out I'm not sure if I was surprised or not really surprised um, he made a few errors uh, last round um, but he's going to be replaced by uh, Greg Greg Marzu uh, and he makes his uh, club debut on the wing so that's the night it hasn't been their best season with a 16 point loss to the Dolphins in front of 20,000 fans at their home ground last week it's bloody embarrassing look I don't and tell me if I'm being harsh here but you know they're all about um trying to do their best in front of a home crowd and I, I just didn't think that that's what they brought I thought they've got you know some great players you know who are quite impressive like Lachlan Miller but just far too many errors in their game and just a few holes in their defense that they need to tighten up so the Raiders Ricky Stewart would have been happy the last round. So Josh Papali is back first game for the year. So that means Emery Gula goes to the bench and Trey Mooney's out. Um, and Danny Levy is um, probably going to be on the sideline for 10 weeks for them. And he's being replaced by Zach Wolford. Danny's got a broken jaw. So um, he's having, I think he's just undergone surgery for that. The last round, the Raiders were leading into halftime and winning their match against the Sharks. And they keep that up. You know, they may sort of shed that unfortunate moniker that some fans tend to use, which rhymes with their name. I did notice a few horns and claps coming through at that match as well. Gabby, one of your favourites. Jamal Fogarty's kicking accuracy was perhaps the winner for the Raiders. And against someone like um, Trindle, after we were gushing all over his accuracy uh, last week, um, he was quite unshaken by that. He focused on what he needed to do. Um, I also found that he worked really well in reading players like Corey Hallsborough, getting two tries that helped the Raiders, you know, keep their spirits up and, you know, just maintain their momentum. And they've got a few players in attack um, and, like, effective ball carriers like Hudson Young and others like uh, Matthew Tomoko. So I also think with Josh Papalit back, they'll have that leadership there in the forwards to sort of um, drive them over the line. I can admit I was wrong last week about the Raiders and um, going into this match, both teams, they do look quite fair, uh, quite evenly matched. Although the Raiders may take this particular game, as there are a few returns and changes in the Newcastle team that may just shift around the equilibrium that they have there and may not necessarily be ready for it. So I'm actually calling the Raiders as a win for this, even though it's at Newcastle, but I'd say it'd be about eight points in it. 
I think um, last week was a really important game for the Raiders. They had to really fight for it. They had a lot of decisions going against them towards the back end of that game against Cronulla, and they really scraped through and uh, showed a bit of heart and got the victory. And I think it's really important for them to be able to build on that now and start to make a case for a solid season, I guess. And this is a really good opportunity to do that uh, against Newcastle. They've been struggling a little bit. So, um, yeah, I think the Raiders should get the win. Yeah, Raiders look strong. I think with Big Papa returning, I think that's going to be big momentum for them to get the win. But the Knights, I feel so sorry for the Knights. I have a soft spot for the Knights because I love Jack Johns, but they're just not doing it this year. They they look a bit dishevelled across the park and have a few gaps that I think the Raiders will just see through and play to that advantage. So, yeah, go in the green machine. Yeah, well, I feel bad. I tipped the the Knights for the wooden spoon for a reason and they haven't done anything to make me change my mind. Sad as it is for them, I just don't see anything exciting happening. If anything, they're looking worse with Fizz with Ponga and Raiders, they're looking looking pretty good. Yeah, they're they're looking too good for the Knights. I'm sorry. I'm going Raiders. So the final match of the round is between the St. George Illawarra Dragons and the Cronulla Sharks on Sunday afternoon, and it's on Dragons' turf. So both teams are coming off losses in round three. What should we expect with these two teams as they face off and what maybe damp footy ground uh, conditions? There has been some heavy rain forecasted for the day before. Gabby, how are they looking? What can you tell us? Both teams are coming off losses from round three. so. That's obviously a good start, good momentum for both of them, good motivation. The Dragons started strong against the Broncos last week, I thought, but, yeah, lost that momentum in the last 10 minutes where Brisbane put four really easy tries on them. The Sharks against the Raiders also looked good, just lacked a bit of discipline again in the second half with a few silly errors playing out. I think the most exciting news for Sharks fans and just rugby league fans in general, Nico Himes has been named. In the seven, he's back from that calf injury, which is super exciting. I love watching Nico play. Uh, Braden Trindle's been moved to the bench, even though he sustained kind of an ankle injury last week, but that will add to the depth, I think. So if Nico does have any issues, Braden Trindle's there to sort of back up. Uh, the Dragons are relatively unchanged. They've got... Toby Couchman returning on the bench after sustaining a head knock in round two. And they've also got Aaron Woods being named in the reserve. So that could potentially lead to something there. I've got a few players to watch written down here. William Kennedy uh, for the Sharks. He's had a brilliant first few games to the season. I think he's pretty exciting to keep an eye on. And especially for this game, the two forwards in Toby Rudolph for Cronulla and Blake Laurie for the Dragons. That's a Pretty exciting matchup. But yeah, I think it'll be tough. And I also think it'll be grubby. But if Nico's kicking game, if he's kicking games on point, I think the Sharks are going to do it by about six points. Depending on if he is kicking, I hope he is. But if it's on, yeah, if he's on, the Sharks will be on. I think Dragons kind of, I don't like using the term choked. They didn't choke per se. I think yeah. that's kick and how that went wrong. That one mistake made them lose all momentum and Broncos put them on the back foot and it was so easy for that to happen. And I just think they need to get better at that. I don't know whether it's rebound rate, bouncing back from little mistakes like that. And I don't think Ben Hunt alone can do that for them. Yeah. I mean, they lost control 
yeah, um, yeah. in that second half. Um, and the Broncos just, you know, dominated. Um, I remember, and they were scoreless, I think, in the second half of that game. They didn't score any points. As, and like Anthony Gretham said that in the press conference that they lost their way. And Ben Hunt said that they just ran out of gas. Um, I mean, like it was a hot night. Humidity was high. And Broncos are just used to playing in those conditions. Uh, unfortunately, it was just it was just not right for the Dragons. I'm calling the same as you, <laughs> that it's going to be Sharks. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Sharks as well. I mean, like they weren't looking too bad at the start, but when stuff like that happens and you lose all momentum just from one little thing and you can't get it back, like you've got to work that out. You can't, if it's the fitness thing, then their fitness isn't going to change in one week. If it's just concentration, well, they got to sort that out. But I don't think it's something that's going to magically turn around overnight if they can be put off by something so easily. The scientific term is over-arousal, and I think that's what they got. They got ahead of themselves and they just, yeah, they didn't. One little mistake sent them into a spiral. Yeah, I think the Sharkies, um, yeah, should be too good. You guys pretty much said it all. Nico Hines is a big inclusion, like... I know Trindle's been playing well, but Hines just, he, he is a class above. And we've seen that a lot through of last season. I think he'll certainly bring a lot into that team. And yeah, I think they're just going to overpower the Dragons. They're, they're, like in contrast to the past few years where I've been talking about, you know, the impacts of the six against on blowouts and stuff and how we were, we were seeing teams getting thrashed by 50, 60 every week. And it's just been such a um, enthralling first few rounds. And I, I don't see that going away. It's going to be really good. Also, this round's a bit of a rivalry round, I've just noticed. We've got, like, um, obviously the Dolphins-Broncos game. We've got the other Queensland derby, Cowboys-Titans. We've got Dragon-Sharks, which are, you know, the south of Sydney slash southern Sydney derby. And then Eels-Panthers, which yeah. is on a rematch. So there's a lot of, like, uh, very juicy clashes, I guess. And that's our show, guys. Thank you, Gabby, Emma, and Lachlan. That's our panel and our show for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Hoping you can tune in regularly and don't forget to subscribe, download our episodes and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. You can find details about our hosts on our website at mojosports.com.au with their social media handles. Until next episode, please feel free to tell a friend about our show and help us to spread the word. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other.